0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Comic Con podcast. This is episode seven. I'm here once again with my buddy, my partner in crime, Justin, aka Nemesis Prime. Say so what's up, man? Yo, what's going on, Zach? It is Thursday,
1: February 18, 2021, and I am freezing here again in New Jersey. <laughs> Snowed, iced in. It's just, it's getting crazy. What about you? And didn't Texas, you know, freeze and
0: hell yeah. over? Yeah, but what's crazy is for maybe once in my 15 years being in Texas, El Paso is the place that it's sought after to actually be in Texas. We're the only place that falls like not in this issue of the uh, electricity like problems. Like oh, the grid, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, so not to I mean this is a comic book show, and when I get into electricity and whatnot, but in a nutshell, basically Texas is part of like the its own interconnect, and we fall under like this. um, I can't remember the right name, the Western Interconnect, because we're far western tip of texas so we're good i mean so i haven't lost my power once so mm. you know god bless and stay safe all those people out there you know yeah yeah i've been seeing a lot texas of people and in, uh,
1: been seeing a lot of people on instagram you know people that are suffering and you know obviously yeah, they've been thinking about you so you know glad that you're able to you know get on here you had no issues but definitely to all the people who are out there in texas you know survive yeah. yeah
0: bundle up stay safe you know just one it's more thing different. in this like year of hell that we've had to be going through but uh anyway so if you're listening you know that you are listening to the comic-com podcast uh you can find us in a multitude of places you can find us on spotify you can find us on apple Podcasts, google podcasts Uh, we also have an instagram account the comic Con podcast on instagram on there we also have a link tree which will direct you to justin and i's personal email or i mean personal Instagram accounts, uh, the Milton, the manimal and Instagram and nemesis prime and Instagram. We also have our, uh, website, our email address, Google, or geez, stuttering a little bit here, the comic con podcast at gmail.com where you can send in voice messages, any uh, questions you want us to answer. And that's kind of what we want to get on. You know, it's the comic com, the community. We really want to highlight things that the community wants to talk about, whether it's questions uh, comments or you know justin and i like to get into the drama too so any issues going on up there you know bring them up let's expose them let's talk about them so that's where you can find us um the easiest way is definitely on our instagram account with the link tree to all the appropriate places so anything to add there justin
1: no i think it's uh kind of butchered everything. that a little bit so no nah, nah, <laughs> right. you know it's It's another week. So shout out to everybody who's listening to us. We really appreciate the support. Uh, I know we've got got a lot of new followers on our Instagram account, which is always nice. So hopefully you guys, if you haven't checked out any of our previous episodes, make sure you go back and listen to them if you'd like. Of course, Zach does the Mutant Mondays when he can. I'm starting the Star Wars spec. I should be dropping a second episode uh probably next week because you know zach's gonna be off on the mutant monday so i have actually and i've been building this in my head of which character i want to do so i kind of want to get a couple copies before everybody else goes out and (laughs) runs
0: yeah what's up what i don't even think is i don't even know who you're gonna be talking about so you better be telling me too (laughs) it's kind of fucked up man (laughs) you'll know you'll know before it gets put out there (laughs) um So, yeah, so listen to those. Those are our two little like, um, for lack of a better term, bonus episodes that we do. And you might see us do a couple other bonus ones here and there as we come up with some ideas and, uh, you know, the moderately reoccurring as long as we have stuff to talk about. So if you want to hear us talk about something different, boom, send the question and let us know and we can we can do that. So we usually like to start off with our community uh, messages and questions and things that deal with the community. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right into that. We have a question from Chris Fenwick. He wrote to the uh, Instagram account. He said, question for the show. I've been thinking longer term about Miles Morales live action when that eventually happens. What supporting characters do you think will appear to and what issues to spec on? He says he's been picking up Miles Morales number 10 for Ultimatum and number six for Starling. But do you think there's any others that will make it to the MCU slash Sony movies? So, Miles is a hot character definitely this year, you know, and for multiple reasons. Um, We saw the video game come out, which Justin played and can talk about a little bit as well. And maybe it was because of that. Maybe it was because of other stuff, but it really, really spiked that uh, ultimate fallout. And, you know, the first appearances and even that whack-ass preview book that people Mm -hmm. are fighting over. So, Miles has been hot. I mean when do you think that started price started with into the spider verse also right i mean
1: yeah it was a, a really little kickstarted bit. that yeah it definitely picked up initially there before that movie came out and then it kind of died out because that's what happens with the movies mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden you know i guess with the announcement of the ps5 and you know that was going to be the launch title was miles morales was right. we're going to get ourselves miles morales and That's what we thought, you know. We were going back a year, and that book was just hitting close to 1K, and we were just like, we all thought there's no way a video game could make a comic book jump to a four digit 9.8. But (laughs) only during the pandemic, man. Yeah, right. The variant is just another, you know, fifteen thousand dollar book. I think it is now. To be honest, it's it's high. That's all I'm gonna say. You know. 10,000 maybe i don't know what people are asking for these days i know some people got some good money on on the uh, 9.6s and 9.8 so that that variant for ultimate fallout 4
0: you know so in terms of like him showing up in a live action um i don't know i have my doubts um and not for any other reason than he's hot right now in the cartoons you know or the, the animated they're gonna they're gonna continue that the into the spider-verse so i'm not sure and and Tom Holland is kind of killing it as Spider-Man as well in the MCU. I'm not sure I really see them bringing over to Spider-Man unless it's in some form of a crossover. But I feel like the success of the animated will work directly against seeing him in a live action. But Mm -hmm. let's assume he's coming to live action and we'll go ahead and tackle this question by Chris Fenwick. So I'm going to preface this by saying I am not a Miles Morales aficionado. I'm not really a Spider-Man guy. I, I know some of his stories, the Ultimate Universe when it started, I was reading all that, but I have not kept up to date. So, and like kind of the same way, Justin. Yeah, I mean, I was, I definitely haven't run, uh, read any Miles books in
1: quite a while. Uh, Spider Man, I was big into when I was younger. I liked, you know, we've talked about other series that have been really popular, but I don't know. I just really never got into the Miles stuff, even though Bendis did a great job creating the character. I just wasn't reading Miles for whatever reason
0: yeah so i really only got one character and um it it, to me it seems pretty much like a no-brainer actually and this will tie in a little bit to the mcu so in spider-man far from home i'm sorry spider-man homecoming we did see uh the appearance of aaron davis played by donald glover who's a pretty big name actor you know and aaron davis is miles morales's uncle in the movie he even mentioned a nephew. And in the comics, he ends up becoming uh, a new version of the Prowler. So I think if you see a live action, I think it's inevitable you probably will see some form of the Prowler, some form of Aaron Davis showing up in that. So in terms of first appearances for that, in that version of um, the Prowler, we're talking Ultimate Comic Spider-Man number one. And that's going to be from November 2011. The reason I give you the date is because towards the end of the Ultimate, series they switched over from like ultimate spider-man to ultimate Comics spider-man so the, the labeling is kind of funky so ultimate comics spider-man number one november 2011 that's mm-hmm. my pick
1: all right yeah i mean that's sure that's definitely a almost a given and it's still a relatively cheap book to get but i'm sure he will show up so you might as well get it yeah uh for for my pick uh if you guys have played spider-man miles morales on the playstation 4 or playstation 5 there's obviously, spoiler alert, uh, the main villain, of course, is the Tinkerer. Now, the Tinkerer was a character that was created back in the 60s from The Amazing Spider-Man. It was an, it was a guy, but I don't think that's the book that you probably should be going for. I think the corporation of Roxxon is one entity in that has showed up many times in the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. and the CEO of Roxxon, Simon Krager, is someone who we've not only we've heard about roxon in shows like daredevil it does play a huge part and a show that i really liked was cloak and dagger now simon's first appearance was iron man the iron age number one from 1998 now i could see him almost being like a kingpin style boss to you know lead for a few films or even like a a harry osborne because roxon is all has already been in the marvel universe just on a very low level so this could be a character that could gain momentum, kind of hire the bad guys. So we really could see him as a, you know, a thorn, you know, it, you know, they could always have that person within Miles movies. So he could be, you know, starting off because, you know, we always know about Oscorp and the Spider-Man movies. So right? Let's have Miles can be with Roxxon. So you see, you could see Simon Krieger a lot showing up. Because he is a kind of a bad guy in the Miles Morales game. So again, guys, first appearance of Simon Krieger is Iron Man, the Iron Age, number one from 1998.
0: Yeah, you know, Roxanne, I honestly think it's inevitable that it's going to play a larger role in the MCU moving forward. It's kind of, you know, especially recently, I feel like in Marvel Comics has been that nefarious corporation. Oscorp has kind of like gone to the, the side, you know, because Green Goblin's a little played out or whatnot mm-hmm. in the MCU. But um, or I'm sorry, not MCU in the Marvel Comics, but Roxxon's kind of stepped forward. I mean, you got like you said, Simon Krieger. You're seeing Dario Agar, Agar, the Minotaur guy. He's pretty prominent in a lot of titles. Um, Roxxon's going to show up. It's all, like like Justin said, it's it's shown up in little cameos throughout, pretty much just the TV shows. But um, I imagine it'll, it'll make an appearance at some point in the MCU. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so hopefully. Um, we answered that question well enough. Like you said, we're not super savvy on the miles Morales topic, but it's tough yeah. because miles really
1: fights a lot of the same characters that Spider-Man fights. So it's, you know, you really don't want to, we kind of want to, we didn't want to say characters like Rhino <laughs> yeah. or Venom, like because,
0: first appearance. You yeah. Know?
1: Like those books are, I, Hey, he, they could show up, but I think these other characters who are, are in the video game could actually push forward into a live action
0: version of themselves. So, Yeah, you mentioned a Vulture's granddaughter too, right, or something? Yeah, he
1: Chris, you know Chris was saying that he was picking up the the Ultimate uh, Number Ten, which is first appearance of uh, Ultimatum, which is the evil Miles Morales and the Miles Morales Number Six that came out. I think it was either I want to say in twenty nineteen, which is the first appearance of Starlin, who is the granddaughter of the Vulture. I don't really see her coming to the movies with Miles. I think she's got a lot of she's got a lot of legs to grow in the marvel comics uh she's definitely nice to see on the, the champions team and maybe down the line we get a champions movie a younger group or yeah. they ever have like a not like a young justice version uh you know team like that but for the marvel characters you never know maybe all these younger characters could show up and then we'll have you know something like that similar to a similar to like a civil war or age of mm-hmm. ultron of you know like a young avengers but not young avengers characters that
0: we all know and love right cool so staying on the thread of the community we had a little bit of drama this week also um so sad know, right so you know if if you know justin and i from like our previous appearances on youtube channels and stuff you know that we pretty much don't pull any punches and we're going to talk about the issues so um it all started a long time ago on an instagram (laughs) channel far far away Justin posted a promotion for, I believe it was last week's episode, right? Yeah. It was last week. It was the episode six. Yeah. So posted the promotion. If you listen to that episode, you know, we talked about the Gina Carano issue about her getting fired from Disney on The Mandalorian. And Justin and I told our opinions on it. And I'm not going to rehash that whole conversation, but to mm-hmm. give you an idea, we both said, you know, hey, look, um, for the most part, we're like, we didn't really agree with it. Um, I think I even personally said, I find. Silencing people to be a very dangerous, uh, dangerous route to take, and it seems like that's happening a lot in our current climate right now. And I don't think we took any political stances at all. I'm just saying I don't think you you should be silenced, whether you're on the right, the left, the middle, whatever. I'm just not really sure I'm about that. But we had an individual on Instagram take offense and get mad about it, (laughs) like (laughs) excessively mad. It felt like about that comment and we were called uh Fox News talking points I think he also at one point gave me enough credit to be called a uh, talking head for conservative media which was strange because was I it? don't believe I have those skill sets or the knowledge required to do that but um yeah man it was just that he kind of lost his mind huh yeah i he said some stuff that you know we were talking i guess he he
1: something about the comment was like something around in the regards with about the vaccine and I'm just right. like i didn't even understand i even thought i was like man do i have to go back to and listen to to the episode to really see what we said because and i said to him i said i know zero i am like a noob when it comes to political talk first of all i don't vote uh i haven't voted in probably 20 years i don't really give a shit so and i didn't really say i don't really think i said anything so for him just and then the best was you know, he, you, you know, I commented back, like I I literally said, um, what, and I (laughs) I didn't understand it. yeah And then, you know, a couple of people commented and they were, you know, kind of making fun of him and they were, it was, it was more of a joke than, you know, kind of going against us. And then you said something. And then all of a sudden I tried to reply to him and he blocked both of us.
0: Yeah. So like here in in a nutshell, there's so many things I want to say about that. Like, honestly, I felt like he proved my point. He 100% proved my point because he was upset that we didn't agree with his opinion, so he lost his mind, literally lost his mind, and ranted and raved about how we personally attacked him, which I don't know how that happened, Mm -mm. and it's all because we didn't agree with him, so we needed to be silenced. And to silence us because he couldn't have an adult conversation and actually like communicate, which is probably, at the core, the problem with our climate right now is people just won't listen anymore. It's either you're entrenched on the right or you're entrenched on the left and no one is having dialogue and this guy's just perpetuating that problem he's like oh well block and i'm done with you like yeah. okay man you literally just proved my point by walking away
1: and so i tried to reply to him and I, I i had a really good comment to him but I, it was weird <laughs> I, I hit the reply button and then my comment was there and then it didn't have his name so he wouldn't be able to see it so and yeah. then all of a sudden i was blocked from him so whatever you know again that's that's the community we live in. We are part of the comic book community, so it's going to be drama somewhere, unfortunately. Yeah. And that was, whether it was unnecessary or necessary, I, I don't even know. I mean, what do you, Zach, what do you think?
0: I think, I I think, I think it's everyone in the comic book community knows how maybe devices divisive isn't the right word. Everyone has their own opinion and like on comics and stuff, of course, like I'm going to sit here and tell you Spider-Man sucks. And that's probably going to piss off a lot of people, but that's how I feel. I don't really like Spider-Man, but the problem arises when you just refuse to talk about it with anyone, you know, and you block people. I could tell you some of the biggest names, if you will. And I'm, you know, air quote names, mm-hmm. the guys who think they're big names in the comic book community are classic individuals who like to snipe comments and then block you. So you can't respond to them. And that's the coward move. So yeah. honestly, throughout this podcast, um, as long as Justin and I keep going and we don't get canceled, I guess, if you will, if you disagree with us, yo, tell us, we don't care. We'll talk about it. Like if you actually want to talk about, uh, an opinion that we have that you disagreed with, if we offended you. And actually, you know what? There was an individual who commented on the comic Con podcast post for that episode who disagreed with us, but he was polite and he was respectful. And he was like, Hey, you know, I love your guys' podcast. Don't really agree with you here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think his point was she works for a private company. They chose to fire her. That's kind of within their rights, blah, blah, blah. You know, he was cool. Like it was like, yeah, man, get you. No worries. All good. You know? Yeah. We're going to, you know, not everybody's going to agree or disagree, you know, agree with us, disagree
1: with us. It's that's, that's what it is. That's why you listen to us because you guys want to know what's going on. You know, you maybe hear something today that you didn't know about and you want to know our thoughts and you may have the same thoughts. So that's really what it's all about. So I'm in, right. I'm in that, you know, I listen. that's why I listen to certain podcasts because I want to hear certain things that I don't want to hear
0: somewhere else. So, so that being said, this might actually, you know, I think when we started talking, this might be the last time I don't mention someone's name who does this. Like I'm going to leave the name out this time, mm-hmm. but I'm warning in the future. Like I'm going to, I'm going to name drop your ass. If, if if you continue nonsense, you know, <laughs> like if there's nonsense, I'm going to name drop you. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> Moving forward from the comic book community, let's get into some uh, cinematic stuff. We had a big, big trailer, big, huge, huge trailer drop this weekend. You want to start that? It was beautiful, Zach. It was the biggest
1: trailer and going for 2021. Yo, Justice League Snyder Cut trailer was freaking amazing. I've probably watched it like four or five times. (laughs) And then I watched it another hundred times. So, uh, I'm already taking off March 18th when it drops, uh, you know, what can, what can we say? I, I, I kind of want to just take away the biggest points for me. I think my top three things from the, the takeaways from the trailer, um, number three, dark side and apocalypse. You know, you, you saw the sod, you saw dark side, you saw the granny goodness and this mm-hmm. new version of Stefan Wolf. So this fourth world that Jack Ker- Kirby created was amazing. Um, Great to see a little bit more of that. Uh, My second point would be Cyborg. You actually see so much in this. I feel like you saw more in the trailer of Cyborg than you did in Josh Whedon's version. And, you know, hashtag whatever for (laughs) I stand with Ray Fisher. Yeah, I stand with Ray Fisher. Is it hashtag Josh Whedon's a creep? Oh, I don't even know it these days. (laughs) There's some stuff going on with Josh.
0: Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, man, he looks so badass. Him flying and shooting, and then having all like the extra appendages where his like turrets come out and the machine, you know, his machine guns and energy blast was just like fucking badass. And then of course, of course, number one had to be the ending with the Joker yeah. in the future. We're gonna get a, you know, hopefully not not just that little scene, a little bit more, but a, a full cinematic. DCU of Ben affleck's Batman and Um Jared Leto's Joker, which is pff, I, I'm so excited for. I cannot wait for March, man. A month from today that we're recording this.
0: You know, it's so two two things. First off, you just started a new job. Did you already put in for the leave for March 18th for this oh, yeah. movie? All right. Nice. Me and my brother were talking about it. Perfect. The other thing, yeah. So obviously, all those points you mentioned, um, and I'm not a massive. I think I mean, you and I talked to us. I'm I haven't. I don't dislike him. I've never been sold necessarily on Ezra Miller as the Flash. But you even got a Iris West cameo in there finally. You remember mm-hmm. when he like he stops the car? She's like laying there. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's cool too. But I think what I'm excited about is, and I'm not a Justice League. I didn't hate the movie, but it just seemed like so mm-hmm. at that points choppy. And so like even the inclusion of what you saw in these in the trailer has kind of like filled those holes. Like there was like, you could definitely feel like the whole scene in what are they called? The nightmare scene with Uh Batman. Like Uh that was cool in the movie, but I was kind of like, what is this? Like, what is, what does this have to do with? Like, I don't understand what the point is real, really here. And maybe the Jared Leto aspect will kind of like tie that up a little bit better. And there definitely just seemed like there was parts cut out that, would have made it feel more complete, more compelling of a movie,
1: you know? Oh, absolutely. Well, the original trailer from things that you seen in the original trailers was you saw the scene where flash, uh, puts his finger like through the glass, Mm -hmm. which is him basically going to say, save Iris. So that's something that we didn't completely took out. Um, and then there's, I think there's another thing with cyborg. Of course, yeah, him playing football, you right. really don't see that at all. But the best, to be honest, and I'm, you know, I'm a human, and it happens. But I'm happy that they took out the whole human aspect at the end of the the movie. That's what I heard that they, they completely took away that whole thing where like there was that family that was stuck with all the the, the demons and uh, oh, and like the by the radioactive town, like yeah, the Chernobyl like, type town. Oh, yeah, great. I heard okay. they, com- I heard they completely took out that. So it's more just the Justice League fighting, you know, Stefan Wolf and um, what are they called? The Demons. I can't even think what they're
0: freaking called. Oh, damn it, man. You said it in it like the Parademons.
1: Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, So
0: stupid. You mind blanked me a little bit there. (laughs) (laughs) Your idiocy mind blanked me. I know. I was like, there's a little word in front of Demons and (laughs) I can't remember what it is. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there was a lot of things about that movie that it gets a – I think it gets so much hate because so many people wanted it to be good. You know what I mean? So it was like a lot of people really, really wanted it to succeed because that's what you want to see is the Justice League, and mm-hmm. that it fell short just infuriated people. So it, it does. It does deserve more. It gets more hate than it deserves. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But this will be cool. Like, and what is the running the runtime on this? Four hours. I wait. I can't wait. Yeah, not wait. So sit cool. There and watch it. So March eighteenth. Yeah. That's the day after St. Patrick's Day. So that is perfect. You Can get super <laughs> drunk and you're hungover the next day. You can watch Justice League. Boom! <laughs> I just got my two days planned. There we go. There you go.
1: Or you stay up because you know you go to the bar and then you write oh, oh, the I don't want to watch it drunk.
0: drunk. Well, wow. <laughs> so cool. So next we're moving on to some comic book talk, and uh, I'm going to let Justin take this one also because. Or you'll know why.
1: Oh, well, thank you, Zach. So uh, this week, we had some great Star Wars news. If you are reading or living underneath a rock, they are finally doing a huge, massive crossover in the Marvel comics. So this is right off of StarWars.com. Boba Fett will take on the galaxy's worst in Marvel's epic War of the Bounty Hunters. So this is going to be done by Charles Soule. It's coming out on May the 5th, which is, of course, May the 5th, we all know is Star Wars Day. Um, it kicks off in May with War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha Number 1. And, of course, Charles Soule is going to be writing it. And we got Steve McNiven doing the art. Ooh, pretty like McNiven. pretty bad, Yeah, pretty badass. Um, and then from that point on, it does cross over into the other current iterations of the Star Wars comics and Marvel. So you have Star Wars, you have the Bounty Hunters, you have Darth Vader, and also Doctor Aphra. And it basically tells of what is happening from Boba Fett's point of view after the, after empire strikes back where he has uh, Han Solo and carbonite and obviously heading to Jabba's palace, but there's a lot of stuff that's happening in between that. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I think there's a lot of bounty hunters that are going to be showing up. And I think the bounty hunters may be what I'll be talking about on my next star Wars respect video. So oh. stay
0: tuned for that. So, so, yeah, so you brought up a good point. And I think this is something maybe if you aren't a uh, Marvel Star Wars reader right now, something that is kind of important to know is the first run by Jason Aaron was done after A New Hope. Uh-huh. And then, then you have Empire Strikes Back, the film. And then now you have the next run taking place in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So these little eras in the Marvel uh, current storylines are very much in between the original trilogy. So you were saying he, he has not dropped off solo to Java yet. This is, no. we're, we're going to see this, like he's in transit pretty much from yeah. cloud city to, to, in the
1: previews for uh war of the bounty, war of the bounty hunters alpha. You actually see him in a ship with um, Han Solo and Carbonite. Okay. Um, obviously there's no text, but you do see him. So talking to bib Fortuna. So we're going to see, uh you know, what's going to
0: happen. And, cool. uh,
1: I'm excited, man. I think there's a lot of bounty hunters that are going to be showing up
0: possibly to uh take take Han off of him. <laughs> so we have like so like Justin said we got Star Wars, which the main title obviously is dealing with. You got Leia in them, they're trying to get uh Han back. You got Luke dealing with the uh, the knowledge that Vader's his father, the search for a new lightsaber, um all that and then you got Dr. Afra and Bounty Hunters. So what's happened? I stopped reading Bounty Hunters at like issue seven, maybe six. I think six is the last issue I read. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't crazy about it. It just, I don't know. But you had all the like the big time Bounty Hunters. You had Bosk. You had uh, who else was in there?
1: It, ha- um, it started off really good with Valance. Yeah, with Valance. And it had him. And then it introduced two new characters also in that first issue. Um, then you, of course, got in more of the, you the Danger shows up, right? Yeah, he shows up. You have um I haven't seen IG88 yet, but I know um uh, 4LOM and Zuckus. They just mm-hmm. showed up in the most recent one or they're actually I think they're at the end. Um but there are some other little, you know, guys in there that are are appearing. So, you know, we're going to see where it's going to land. So, I'm excited to see It's great. It's great art. Don't get me wrong, but I just can't really read it month to month. Maybe like once it's over and done. Yeah. You know, you yeah, got, agreed. you got, um, I'm trying to think what his name is. Pa, uh, Pablo Valentini, Vellanini. He's doing that cover, those exclusive variants for high Republic. He did the clone wars one homage, and he's also doing the other one that drops on Saturday. If you're listening to this on Friday, you'll know from comic book exclusives, it's a cover swipe of air to the empire. Number one. Oh yeah. Was, I saw that one. Freaking amazing. They're only limited to 600. I'm hoping and praying. I get one. And if the, <laughs> the moment they get sold out, I will immediately go on eBay and pay whatever price they're selling for.
0: So, so that being said, if you buy one listed super high on eBay, <laughs> promote it so that it's the top spot. In yes. Just put in the title, Comic-Con podcast, and I'll buy that copy. <laughs> <laughs> A la Nemesis Prime. Yeah, this
1: one's for you. So uh, really excited for that. And actually, uh, sticking with some news, and this just dropped literally uh, about two hours ago, um right on gameradar.com Todd McFarlane expands the Spawn comic book and four new ongoing titles so wow. um he was Todd McFarlane was teasing some stuff over the past few days that he had you know some stuff that was really huge and everybody probably thought it was going to be information about the movie right. but he's actually going to be doing um, some big stuff coming out with obviously that we have 29th year of Spawn and it's going to be Spawn's universe so uh, of course, his long running spawn title has now been like the flagship for image because it hit over 300. But the banner name is called Spawn's Universe. So, the first wave of the spawn universe is three books you have King Spawn, The Gunslinger, and The Scorch. It all begins in June with Spawn Universe number one, followed by King Spawn in August, and Gunslinger um, in October, and The Scorch in December. But what's really interesting is he has got an all-star cast of both writers and artists. You have, of course, our friend Donnie Cates. You got Frank Quigley. You got Greg Capullo, Mark Stravesky, Sean Garden Murphy, which is really awesome. Art Adams, oh, right. you've got Campbell, just to name a few. So uh, I'm really excited to see this because that's some stuff
0: that you know we haven't really seen from Spawn in a really long time. Yeah, you know, when they when whenever like I'm not a massive spawn fan. Um, I know I don't know enough. I think I read the first 50 issues and then I kind of fell off at that point. But mm-hmm. um when you announce, even as you're talking about it right now and you announce, oh, there's gonna be new spawn titles, immediately my first thought was, Ugh, is there gonna be a salmon twitch title? Like how garbage <laughs> is that gonna be? <laughs> like I just like please don't do a salmon twitch title. But that's cool. King Spawn, Gunslinger Spawn are definitely badass uh, i'm not sure who the scorched is
1: yeah I, um, I can't
0: i don't know the scorched but i think with the uh,
1: it could be the character that's on the main page um looks like a red character with guns but again i, I i'm not 100 sure but i'm excited to see you know these other writers take on this because you know you haven't seen a big name writer on spawn in forever like I'm, someone really really good like i think it was supposed to be oh what's his name he did it for probably a few issues um uh, jason wood no uh he did star wars on um i'm not sure what you're talking about i know it's i'm
0: sorry it's i'm gonna look this up while we're doing this yeah um i'm looking at the little article right now as well and so he, he's talking about you know good luck i hope it works uh, you know spawn is it probably is kind of frustrating for spawn readers to only get the one solo title once every month, you know, and they do have a ton of characters. So, you know, it's about time. they kind of did like their own in universe thing. I know they tried with like Angela and then obviously Marvel ended up jacking that character and bringing it over. But, um, that's cool, dude. I mean, Hey, more comics, the better, in my opinion, let's get some more books out there. And the artwork on these are always so killer. So these are like key issues that you can pick up probably in, Oh, yeah, we'll definitely be hot. You'll see these on the top 10. That's damn for damn sure.
1: Oh, yeah. You're definitely going to get a lot of variants on these. I know, you know, J. Scott Campbell was teasing off some of his stuff. But I'm really excited to see this. You know, it's going to be something interesting for Spawn because everybody ran out and grabbed those 300s. Mm There was tons of variants. But, you know, at the end of the day, are you really that big of a Spawn person to, you know, want to continue it? I I don't know. But I might have to go back and read, read Spawn. I might have to get caught I up. A huge, I, hate, I hate not being in the know. So I was a huge fan back in the day. Um oh Brian Wood, that's who we were thinking of. Remember Brian Wood? Uh, no. What else have he done? He did so he did this he did his Star Wars run for Dark Horse prior to it getting sold back to, to Disney. Okay. Uh and he was supposed to do he did spawn very, very briefly. Writer right. or art? He's the writer. Okay. Yeah, he's done, and he he was supposed to do a lot of stuff. He did um that he did that uh, comics series uh, DMZ. Do you know that? Uh, sounds familiar. Okay, so he you know he's done that. He's done some Marvel stuff as well. I I know the name, but he was supposed to do Spawn, and it was supposed to be a big thing, and then it just never panned out. You know, it never panned out to what it wanted to be. So he didn't take over because I remember seeing like the uh, advertisements, like oh. Um, you
0: know he's taking over for spawn and then it never happened so oh yeah yeah he did some x-men stuff also he did uh the ultimate comics when it switched over from ultimate to ultimate comics he did ultimate comics mm-hmm. x-men he also did the generation x stuff a little bit so okay yeah Conan. That wasn't he did conan the barbarian i remember that too oh okay cool
1: so. sweet
0: well cool i mean there you go spawn fans something to look forward to when did you say that drops that is going to be dropping. Uh, it's going to be every month starting this summer. Oh, wow. So soon. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Maybe that's why Donnie Cates is slowing down on some other stuff. Mm. Okay. So moving into the t- TV era of news a little bit there. So uh, we got some Marvel and some DC TV news. We'll start out with the Marvel since we did DC first on the film. So kind of big news, exciting somewhat. I mean, I say big news, but we still don't really have any real news for it. But Punisher and Jessica Jones' rights have now been exhausted the two-year little uh, waiting period and are back in the hands of Marvel. So that's good. I mean, I think probably out of all those Netflix shows, those three characters, Daredevil, Punisher, and Jessica Cruz were the most well-received. Jessica Jones jessica jones i'm sorry <laughs> god uh, yeah those three were the most well received and honestly people see those characters now like when they think of daredevil they think of charlie cox when they think of punisher it's john bernthal mm-hmm. and honestly i mean we've only seen one jessica jones and it's kristen ritter just crushed it so now you know i think on our first episode we talked about the drama with punisher so i'm not sure what's going to happen with the punisher character You know there are some rumors that Charlie Cox might be showing up in was it Spider Man three possibly Mm -hmm. even She Hulk. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's cool. I mean it's it's good. You know the rights are back, and at least now Marvel can start to uh, decide what they want to do and possibly bring these characters over.
1: Yeah, I like. I for me, I was actually a big fan of Jessica Jones, and I never read. I never read Alias. Yeah, me Uh, neither. It was really something that I just kind of. I was like, let me try this on Netflix. I, I actually tried it before even like Daredevil, to be honest. Like, I really wasn't a fan of Daredevil series one. And then when this started, I was like, "Oh, let me try like season one of this." And it, I really stuck with like the whole the Purple Man, and you know, and he, the guy who played him is amazing actor, yeah, Tennant, David Tennant. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. Man. So it, it was really good to just you really stick with her, and she's a she's a great actress for that character. And it's just something that you don't really see. Like she, she's not really using powers as much as these other characters can do mm-hmm. like she has them. You, you in the back of your head, you're always like, what does she do? What does she look like? What's her costume? Like, does she use them? But she never really uses them. So right. Uh, I'm excited f- to see if they do bring her back, you know, maybe on Disney plus we'll get like a season.
0: What three, I guess would be for her season and- four. She had three seasons, right? Yeah. Cause the second season was with her The issue with her mom. And it wasn't the third season full full killer.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So and then of course, you know,
1: with the Punisher, same thing. We'll get a season three. And I really gotta go back and I gotta rewatch season two because I'm I, I forget a lot about that one. Season one I always rewatch. Uh season two I definitely wanna rewatch soon because if they do make something, man, I'm sure those uh ASM one twenty nines and that alias number one is gonna start popping up again.
0: Yeah. You know, that that casting too with Kristen Ritter, it's it's kind of like already feels like one of those iconic castings like like Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Like, you can't see anyone else play Iron Man, or even, mm-hmm. you know, Hugh Jackman is as, as Wolverine. And maybe it's because we've never seen anyone else play these characters, but it just seems like it was so right. You know, it just fit. Like, mm-hmm. I love Charlie Cox as Daredevil, but I could probably get on board with a different casting for Daredevil. Like, if they got someone good, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. I can see that. I don't know if I could see a different Jessica Jones, to be honest with you. No, I don't, th- I can't.
1: I-, I don't even know who you'd pick to be honest nowadays and same thing with barnthal you know you got you got punisher i mean he was the perfect punisher he he brought the intensity right emotional aspect for him so many levels and i absolutely love you know john's work i was so happy like once you know once he got cast i was just like oh my god this guy's gonna do so well from just his early stint with the walking dead and just other little things that he was in prior to punisher i was just like he's just gonna kill it
0: yeah so, and then we got some DC TV news, right? Yes,
1: uh, this is actually really good. Um, this is coming over from comicbook.com. This is done, uh, written by Russ uh, Berlingant. So, Stargirl actually has recruited John Wesley Shipp to play Jay Garrick. And if you guys don't know, John Wesley Shipp played the original Flash from the 90s TV show. He played Barry's dad in the other early seasons until, you know, something happened. And then he played Jay Garrick, Flash from Earth Two. So now we are getting this crossover where Jay Garrick is showing up in the Star Girl season two. So we have this finally, the whole multiverse of Star
0: Girl is finally moving into you know the Arrowverse. So didn't we see? And I feel like I kind of stopped watching around this time. This time was the uh, the Infinite Crisis storyline. Didn't Jay Garrick? um die on the cosmic treadmill instead of Barry during that he did but this could be
1: you know of course with the speed force, you never really die but yeah of course and then there's always the speed force so things could happen but But that's uh, the last time we saw him though right yeah that was that was the last time that we did see him so and I don't did you ever watch season one did you watch season one of Stargirl or no no I did not Uh, all right so I'm really excited for season two. They, they left it on such a cliffhanger for a great villain. And it's someone who I've haven't seen probably in the past, I'd say three years. I think he briefly showed up in a justice league crossover um, in rebirth, probably or in between rebirth or before rebirth, I should say. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him show up because that's really something different for the uh, villains in these uh in these TV shows. So, but again, that that really makes his presence bring a lot to the Star Girl, which is, you know, the post Crisis Arrowverse now being Flash, uh, obviously Superman and Lois, Batwoman, Black Lightning, uh, Supergirl and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And speaking of Superman and Lois, that actually starts next week, I believe, or yeah, next week on the CW, and I believe they actually having a special like 30 minutes behind the scenes prior to a 90 minute uh, first episode. So the trailers and the, the trailers and the TV spots have shown a lot for Superman and Lois, very Man of Steel uh, Snyder version. Almost. I'm really looking forward to it because I, I have never really been a big fan of um, the lowest aspect from you know from when she, both of them were on supergirl but i think the way this the tone is has so much potential and i probably will end up watching it a lot more than some of these other shows that are on the on cw but
0: i watch them all because it's comic stuff right guys do Girl we know Girl. will they be um will they be dropping this on now that like hbo max is, has like the whole dc universe do we know if they said anything will it be dropping weekly on on hbo max or will it kind of be like Once the season's over on the CW, then it'll be launched or kind of land land on HBO Max because you can watch Star Girl and like I think Flash and stuff on HBO Max right now. Yeah, well,
1: because that's original. Originally, Star Girl was on the DC Universe app. That's where Hmm. it was, and then uh, it has been dropped on HBO Max. I haven't even heard a release date. So, Hmm. you know, with uh, with all the other shows kind of starting within the next you know few weeks. The next month, because I even know like Flash starts in March. I don't even know when Star Girl. Star Girl really is it was a shorter season, so it may you know when they usually do that downtime of you know over the summer. That's usually sometimes when these other shows pop in. So there's no official date as when season two of Star Girl starts. So we'll just have to wait and see. But I'm really excited to see you know someone from the Arrowverse, uh, you know Justice Society of America character who. We, I guess we know that do, didn't die or, you know, we really don't know because a lot of the stuff that happened in the season one, a lot of the characters, things happen. And then all of a sudden you have these younger kids who take on the roles of these new characters. So I don't know, man. Jay Garrick's going to be pretty
0: awesome. Sweet. Might have to watch that. Might have to get back into the CW shows. Hey, there's nothing else on. So <laughs> what do you, what else you watching? There's nothing on
1: Netflix that everything on Netflix is either new i'm waiting for ozark season four
0: i'm waiting for the final, final season, season also oh
1: really yeah they get oh. announced it's the final season oh well then there you go so once i know all murder, i'm all out of
0: murdered i'm all out of murdered documentaries also <laughs> so
1: but what do we got next
0: so next we're gonna go to what we always talk about every week we finish with is what we're currently reading so Justin and i both pick an issue or two or something we want to talk about about that's recently been uh, released and actually not, uh, not always recently. I think you picked kind of an older title last time, Um, but whatever that week we're reading that we would like to talk about. So uh, you want to start or yeah, yeah, I can go first. So I don't know if you heard about this title. It's about nine
1: issues and now it's called the walking dead.
0: Oh
1: no. All right. So, it's uh, actually about a uh, post-apocalyptic world where everybody's kind of either alive, surviving for themselves, or there is zombies. So, mm. but, it, and I think I think it was a TV show, and then I had mm-hmm. had spinoffs or whatever. But no, so I, I'm sure you guys you know know about the Walking Dead, but I'm really enjoying this Walking Dead Deluxe because I never, I could never get into the original series because I just couldn't get into the black and white because of their zombies. Like, you really want to see the blood and gore like color
0: yeah
1: i get you these past few issues were finally like people are getting you know just decimated from uh kirkman and charlie others art and stuff and tony Moore stuff like it was just awesome to look at in color like zombies biting people's faces and them ripping it apart is just so much better in color than like trying to trying to view it in black and white because black and white is just works for some comics, but just doesn't work for others. And I think like a horror zombie comic needs to be done in color. Like it's not something that should be done in (laughs) straight up black and white. And I mean, whatever it went, 180 issues. It's got a TV series. So I'm sure people out there are going to hate me for saying that, but I really think if you weren't able to pick up those issues, now's the time to start getting into them and just picking up all these issues now in, in color, because you know sooner obviously very soon they're only on issue nine but you're gonna get into like the governor issues and the michonne so you're gonna see like her and the whole you know all-out war eventually will come probably in the next like two years or something whenever they release these but i just think there's so much more action that's shown in color than the non-colored version that they did
0: back in the day yeah because you're also getting you're getting the blood but you're also getting like the bile and yeah. like the the gross like necrotic tissue and stuff like that, like that's cool. I mean, that, I mean, let's be honest. You're you're watching zombies. You want to see them eat people's brains. You want to see them like tear people's flesh apart. That's the so weird to say the appeal of zombies. But yeah, I get you, man. I get you on the black and white. It's so good. Like
1: in the like I said in in the most recent issue, you see this zombie, uh, you know, fight just. Completely gnaw off this guy's face, and just the <laughs> blood splatter is just something that cannot be expressed in black and white. I'm sorry, it just can't
0: be. You need a therapist. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I like, I like the blood. <laughs> I like to see people's faces <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I like zombies getting shot in the face in full uh, digital
1: color, black <laughs> and white. So awesome. that's my pick for the week uh zach what are you currently reading
0: so my pick is gonna be uh this week we had finally because it feels like it was ages ago that the first one came out we had the teenage mutant ninja turtles last ronin number two come out the
1: hell up we finally got issue two,
0: dude how long has that been really like four months five I,
1: i don't know every time i go every time i go into the local comic shop and I keep seeing that they're coming out with the second printings, and then a director's cut of number one. And I'm like, usually director cuts come out like after the series <laughs> is over. How did you get director cut number one?
0: Yeah, it's been a minute. You know, and side note on this too, I have, I had purchased from uh, a site a CGC 9.8 uh, variant cover for TMNT Last Rona number one, signed by the artist. I still haven't received it, man. I actually like messaged wow. the guy recently and I was like, "Hey bro, I'm uh, trying to be nice, you know. I'm like, so uh, issue 2 just came out. What's up with that uh, what's up with that book?" And he's like, "Well, it's at CGC right now." So, anyway, I digress. So, issue 2 came out, and I'm going to keep this pretty spoiler-friendly here. Um, obviously by the name of the, the the title, The Last Ronin, everyone knows there's one turtle left, okay? For some reason, I I'm going to talk shit a little bit here. Some people in the some people in the comic book community. I don't know if it's just like, I really think the community revolves around being the guy who made the call. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I called that spec or, oh, I figured that out or whatever. Everyone feels like they get like this, like a prize, but you don't. You don't get a prize. No one cares, to be honest with you. But if you're not first, you're last. Right. There you go. <laughs> so the last page of the first issue came out and apparently – some people aren't very good at english and reading english and uh (laughs) you know based on grammar that they were like oh no it's not that guy well it is that guy so moderate spoiler it is the turtle that they said at the end of the book that you should have known and um but issue two comes out and it's it's awesome and once again spoiler free you do see the death of one of the other turtles so you know as you're going into this title only one of them's alive the other three have perished somehow um you do see the death of one of them in this this book and you also get a death of another major character as well a couple major characters Mm -hmm. but it's cool man i'm really loving it it's like and i don't even think it's kind of like a um you know, like an alternative universe. I think, you know, Eastman and Laird came out and said like, this was actually their plan of their final storyline. So this is like their final storyline, just boom, you know, way in the future. So yeah, um, it was cool, man. I I really enjoyed it. I'm loving it. My only gripe is once again, this book is too goddamn big. It doesn't fit in (laughs) any bag or board. So like you have to get, I think I read this. You have to get a magazine board, trim the magazine board, So that it fits the book and then it goes in a golden age bag. So now I got to buy my ass a fucking bag of magazine boards and a bag of golden age. I don't have golden age books. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do with the bags? They come in like what sets a hundred. So I'm going to have 96 golden age bags left over after these four issues. Hey, you never know when you're going to start buying those DC golden
1: age books or uh, or Atlas Atlas books and horror comics. Exactly. Uh, I got to say, yeah, I read this issue. And what's it? It kind of sucks because they already announced the second print, and the second printing cover is the turtle's weapon of that character who does die. So it's kind of like annoying to like see that in a way because it's like, well, now you kind of. I mean, yes, you know that all the characters, if you're not reading it, but if you kind of didn't pick up one because it was sold out, you kind of already know like who's who's kind of dead. But my favorite, and this again, this is kind of going to stay spoiler free. Is I like the part where the uh, the art changes, and it's not like the current art. And it's kind of that old school Eastman, like black and white. And it's kind of like the yeah, uh, you're right. The kind of like uh, story of the last Ronin, like what happens. I think that was like my favorite part of this issue.
0: Yeah, it totally flashes back to like the Mirage era of mm-hmm. Turtles, which was really cool. And I, and I love the art now. Like um, I'm looking at the book: Escorza, Bishop, and Delgado. Waltz, sorry, Waltz, Escorza, Bishop, and Delgado. The art's great. It's actually very similar, I feel like, to the current IDW artwork also, which I love. I can't speak highly enough about the TMNT IDW current run. It's just the ongoing is amazing. If you're not reading it, you are doing yourself a disservice. So, but yeah, so that's my that's my number one pick. And then I got another little pick that I think you and I talked about that you were interested in talking about also. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, everyone knows I'm an X Men guy. And we had uh, X-Men Legends number one come out this week. So this is written by, and I'm totally going to butcher his name. I don't know how to say this, man. <laughs> Fabian Niciesi, Nicieza, something like that. Yeah, and, we'll uh, and your boy Booth on the artwork, right? Oof, so good. The Brad Booth artwork is so good. You know, I met him at El Paso Comic-Con one year and uh, talked to him when he was, he was doing the art for Flash at the time. And uh-huh. New 52. Oh, so Great man. guy, man. He was awesome. Nice. So. This book is cool. This isn't. Um, this isn't necessarily taking place, you know, in the Hickman X Men universe. This is actually kind of going back to a storyline, the third Summers story, third Summers brother storyline that was way back in the uh, X Men from nineteen ninety one, starting the Jim Lee story. Um, we have at that time sinister mentions to Cyclops that there is possibly a third Summers brother out there, and. There was plans for this character and this storyline to go forward, but it kind of fell in the wayside. So this is going back and kind of picking that up. And it actually takes place after issue number 39 of that that run, the X-Men run. So what it talks about here is, you know, I could probably even do a Mutant Monday on this if I wanted to. But briefly, there's a character named Adam X, Adam the Extreme who was super 90s character i mean <laughs> totally. the guy, even Backward. the name yeah. even the name was 90s i mean he had like shredder like you, you know how shredder has the blades on shoulder his shoulder pads, pads yeah. and stuff and the dude had all that so this is do, dealing with that kind of wrapping yeah. up and, and uh going back to what their original plan was with adam x the extreme being the third summer's brother and um his ties to like the Shi'ar and Dekin, Emperor of the Shi'ar and the Star Jammers and all that. So it was cool, man. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was fun to read. And obviously I'm a big Cyclops and Havoc fan. So anytime you throw the Summers Brothers in there, boom, I- I'm in. I'm in 100%. So, so it's hey, a good, uh,
1: if comic writers listen to our podcast, man, he likes Cyclops. So yeah. this is a book that you definitely got to read. And I'm, in, I'm on board with you. You know what? It, like I said to you, I always feel like, Art dictates storylines for me, and Brett Booth's art is fucking awesome. His new 52 Flash, his yeah. Teen Titans new 52 really was awesome for me. Uh, and then, of course, uh, my boy doing the inking, Adelso Corona, he's just he's killer with Brett Booth's uh, pencils and inks, man. He throws some awesome colors on that. So I like the story a lot, and I, I didn't really know where it kind of landed in the the universe of marvel but now that you told me exactly where it is uh i definitely am gonna kind of stick with this series because i think it's it's all different right i think every issue is going to be a different character or at least like maybe one or two or three issues will be this storyline and then i think it changes the storyline as the um series goes on because oh, you not mean like almost like an anthology so they'll follow yeah, like it, the arc of Adam X for a while and then they might switch to someone else. Yeah. So instead okay. of it just always being him, but it's all these
0: different untold stories. Similar to like when I did my Wolverine pick a couple of weeks ago. You know what's cool too? And I did not even think about it when I was reading and I just, I'm opening up right now and I can see like some of the characters in the way Brett Booth draws them. It's like, I can picture how he drew Raven in uh teen titans like there's one there's a couple characters in here that kind of even look sort of like a like a raven-esque type oh, character like she, are yep mm-hmm. yeah and i'm just like boom that <laughs> looks exactly like his artwork from raven it's cool yeah <laughs> he, it's great dude he's great so so yeah check it out x x-men legends number one just came out this week awesome awesome pick man so that's it i think uh we got this week for uh episode seven here um Like I said, we do this weekly. We usually drop Friday morning, so you'll be hearing this. Um, It'll be released early Friday morning on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, You can find us on Anchor as well and and a lot of other different places you find podcasts. So we do this every week. We mentioned that uh, occasionally I'll do a Mutant Monday. Justin's got a Star Wars spec coming up here soon, which he hinted at a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in that, definitely listen to his Star Wars spec. I mean, this guy knows the Star Wars books, and he's probably going to be sitting on like five copies as he does this too. So it's just <laughs> total bullshit. I gonna, I got to be lucky to try to get one. Um, but yeah, send in like we said earlier. Please send in comments, voice messages to the Comic Con podcast at Google or at Gmail dot com. And uh, tell us what you want to hear us talk about, and we will go over it. It's it's definitely a lot easier when you guys give us topics than us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you guys see something, maybe we don't find an article that we want to talk about. I think that's really the best thing out there. Uh, Any type of question, you know, like Chris Fenwick's today with the the Miles thing, you know, we don't really, you know, we're not going to just come up with stuff. If we don't know, we'll tell you flat out if we don't know it. But at least we're going to kind of answer those questions because that's what really we are all about. Uh, I have started dropping stuff on our YouTube channel at the Comic-Con podcast next week. uh, I'm going to throw up some Mutant Mondays from Zach, of course, my Star Wars stuff. And as the time goes on, we, of course, will be doing some live shows, I think, in March. Uh, We'll definitely start doing a first-time live show, just so everybody who wants to join us, joins us and sees us in our, you know, uh, sweatpants and hoodie. And beers. (laughs) And beers drinking, so um and yeah i'm excited man this uh star wars spec will be a little fun one uh dropping next week
0: sweet oh you know one topic we didn't cover and not going to bring it up here but maybe we can save it till next week maybe if you if you want to hear more about it ask us a question we'll talk about it next week also but if you haven't seen that mortal Kombat trailer bro you need to it looks awesome and i i liked it the first mortal Kombat movie i liked it for what it was man i thought it was good i I recently just re-watched it
1: Oh yeah, so, it was on TV. I
0: rewatched it too. Yeah, so. it's great, dude. It's in the soundtrack for that. Oh my god, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check out that Mortal Kombat trailer coming out, and uh, that's all we got this week, guys. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, drop us a line either on any of the Instagram accounts. Whether you liked, disliked, hated, whether we got too political and we pissed you off, um, <laughs> just don't block us, <laughs> and we yeah, will oh, continue god. to <laughs> dialogue with you. So. <laughs> that's all Thanks, i got what about I, you justin
1: Uh no man that's it man it was, it's been a great show of course i love spitting an hour with you just talking comics it's always fun every week so uh th- support thank you guys so much for the support out there in the community um all i have really is if you are listening to us just tell your friends we'd love to hear more people you know that you can get to all the men women boys and girls out there thank you so much for supporting the comic Con podcast take it easy guys talk Peace to you later. Right?